I'd still not turned eighteen when I asked Mam whether I could have a tattoo. She reckoned, wrongly as it turned out, that I would have gone and had one anyway, whatever her answer. So I was sat down and told that even though they were not overly keen at my age, if I could come up with something that meant something, not a dragon-breathing fire, an anchor or a bulldog, it was a goer. If it was this design that had relevance to me, and always would in the future, it was okay by her and Dad. Those are words that I have kept with me ever since. From that day on, I've always contemplated long and hard about each piece of artwork I've had done. To get to work at the start, I thought about what made me, me. Amongst my mates, I was known for being a Kiwi, and it was public knowledge that I wanted to play for England at cricket, so I wanted something that contained both those aspects of my life. The problem was, what? I was set on the three lions because I've always associated them with English cricket, but told my parents that I would also like a New Zealand connection. Any ideas? Between them, they found some Maori designs on the internet that, if put together, made a rugby ball. So for that first tattoo on my back, I have those three lions as the central focus, with the two halves of the rugby ball incorporated on the outside. It's English at heart, with the Kiwi history surrounding it. Mam actually got one done at the same place back in Cockermouth immediately before I was worked upon. Typically of Mam, given her patriotic nature, it was the outline of New Zealand's North and South Islands on her back. She went first, and grimaced all the way through. You big softy, I told her, anticipating a world of pain. Only I never encountered it. Now I'm not saying this to sound macho whatsoever, but for a first tattoo I couldn't believe how little it hurt. It felt like a kid drawing a sketch with a pencil. It was nothing compared to the soreness I've experienced since on my subsequent inkings. Getting tattoos with meaning has become a bit of a pastime for me. Each and every piece of artwork possessing its own significance. The initial ones contain a lot of traditional Maori symbols within the overall pictures. As a sportsman, I also believe deeply in motivation, and as I progressed with Durham, I wanted an inspirational quote. I found an obscure one I liked, but had to reword it to make it sound more like me. Being the best that you can be is only possible if you desire to be a champion, and your fear of failure is non-existent. Dad then did more research into the tribe our family evolved from. In Maori culture, each tribe has its own mountain called a maunga. You can see mine in the Kirahuti art on my left arm, wrapped around that quote. There is also New Zealand's silver fern at the top and a cricket ball in there too, with Maori markings as it's stitching. This one has been a work in progress over the years, starting with the words ahead of my first England Lions tour to the Caribbean in 2011. The tribal stuff is particularly relevant to Mam. In Maori culture, everyone knows their own place, stretching back hundreds of years. Your extended family is called the Hwanao. Then there is the Iwi, literally translated as bone, which is the tribe to which you belong. Then there is the Hapu, which is the community of tribes throughout the whole of New Zealand. The part Maori blood that I have from my Mam's side is really quite strong, stretching back to the Treaty of Waitangi in 1840. My great-great-great-great-grandfather is a signatory on that, the most important document in New Zealand's history drawn up between Maori chiefs and the British Crown, resulting in the declaration of British sovereignty. Mam and Dad emphasise that I have no family history unless I embrace the past. My future will be in the UK, that seems certain enough, but they insist I keep some focus on where I came from and their backgrounds. In the years to come, my own children, Leighton and Libby, will no doubt ask me about that, and I don't want to lose touch with that.
It would be a bit tragic not to have a grasp of it, and so I'm forever being reminded not only of my time in New Zealand, but my heritage, who my relations are, the history and geography of it all, so I can pass it on to generations to come, wherever they may settle. Trust me, my mother is the biggest Kiwi going. I've had a couple of tiffs with her over the years when, after the international matches she's been interviewed back home, she will say things like, Yeah, Ben's playing for England, he's English, but he's not really, he's a Kiwi. I have to tell her, Ma'am, I'm playing for England. I'd appreciate if you refrained from saying stuff like that. I'm not sure, if I was an England fan, that I would be wanting to hear parents of a player to be saying stuff like that. She knows exactly how I feel in terms of my nationality and the pride I have in playing for England. I cannot believe that anyone could be prouder. Problem is, she's equally proud of her background, and I respect that. Dad is more relaxed about the whole scenario, but...